You're listening to a live recording from Westside Church in Bend, Oregon. Thanks for joining us. Well, hi, everyone. It's good to have you with us here in the room as well as online. And happy Mother's Day to all of you moms out there. Um, so excited about today. People are coming back to church. There's just a lot of energy. Um, we're opening up some restrictions. So it's just great. Um, great season for our church and our families. Next week, we're going to be celebrating and concluding a two-year campaign, giving campaign called For the City. And I'm going to talk more about that next week um, in terms of how we're celebrating. But that's why we got the balloons behind me and some really great things for us to um, kind of highlight. Um, I'm going to do more of that, um, as I said, next week. But two years ago, on April 28th, 2019, if some of you might remember, I shared a vision of the waters of the Deschutes River from Lapine all the way down to Madras rising up. And, and, and the water is representative of the life and love of Jesus saturating into every neighborhood, city, community, organization, business, neighborhood, um, school buildings where the, 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 that the vision that God gave us as a, as a community of faith was that his life and his love would, would have impact in every sphere of society. And we're seeing that and we had no idea um, that through the pandemic um, that we would be able, we were, we, were, we were stationed in such a way where we could really meet the needs of our community. And really that vision was all about the incarnation of God with us expressed through his church of Westside. That, that his incarnation, that God came in the flesh to be with us and then he empowers us. Jesus said, out of you will flow rivers of living water. That through us, that, that our area would be impacted with the love of Jesus. And, and we've seen that. And, and see, for the city was really about moving into proximity with our community. Um, in, in relationship and connection um, to, to, to not give up on people. You know, this season we're in right now, especially for Christ followers, it's really easy to give up on people who, ha who are or will reject God's love or who have rejected God's people, uh, the church, and to just tap out and say, I don't want anything to do with the world. It's just, it's not worth it. And Jesus continues to draw us into his image of being with, regardless of what people think about us or feel about us. I love what Pastor Ben said last week, how he, what he emphasized that God so loved the world that he gave his son. So loved, not just, he just did love. I mean, John could have written anything, but he just said he so loved. He put an emphasis there that God loves this world so much that he was willing to sacrifice himself and he calls us to love the, in the same way to love what he loves, the way he loves. Um, in preparation for these uh, two weekends of celebrating um, for the city, I read Bob Goff's book, Everyone Always. And if you just wanna be happy, read Bob Goff. He is just a, a joy to read. And, um, and, and he writes about this idea of God with us and, uh, and us with the world. And this is, this is what he writes, that Jesus demonstrated the word with is much bigger and worthier and more accessible than any 10 Bible verses. It also doesn't rhyme with anything, which is a plus. It doesn't sound like a big theological statement because it's not. It's a huge theological statement. It's God's purpose for us. It's the reason Jesus came. It's the whole Bible in a word. People who are becoming love are with those who are hurting and help them get home. 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 Did you catch the phrase in there, becoming love? 
What a beautiful imagery of the people of God, not just, not just loving others, but actually embodying the love of God, becoming love. Um, it's an amazing, two, you know, two years ago, we, we talked about whenever we're not sure what to do or what to say in any given circumstance, ask this question, what does love require of me today? What does love require of me today? And then, and then Goff, I think, is challenging us to go to another level of saying, how can I actually embody love? How can I be the expression of God's love to my world, especially in these days? And I can't think of a better day to talk about the love of God and the love of God through us than on Mother's Day. And we know no one's perfect, right? There's not one perfect mom in the room. Um, and I know this day isn't a, isn't a celebration for everyone. And, and, uh, and, but as I think about the people who consistently embody becoming love in our society, moms typically just keep showing up. Like literally showing up. They, when their kids and their husbands don't deserve it, moms are there. They just keep showing. They go on strike every once in a while. At least, at least mine did. Um, because, you know, we got to wake up uh, sometimes. But, but they just keep showing up. When kids hurt themselves, moms are there. When they go through teenage crisis, moms are there. They're present. My mom, she's in the room, Rosemary, she, uh, she kept showing up when my two brothers and sisters were awful people. <laughs> and mom, I know you don't want to say this out loud because Kim, uh, my sister, is in Alaska. She's part of our online community. She's probably on right now. Kim, you were horrible. You know that. So you, 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 but, but mom, I know you're not going to say this out loud, but you can agree with me. They were not that great of kids. But thankfully, you had me. And somehow I'm turning Mother's Day into my day, and that's so wrong. But um, I just got to take a moment. I always want to honor my mom. She did live uh, live with four crazy kids. Yeah, you can give her a hand. And um, for about 12 years of my growing up, my dad worked a graveyard shift uh, at Eberhard's Dairy in Redmond, and and my mom um, was there, present um, through through those um, those years to love us discipline us, care for us, do all the work of, um, of both a mom and a dad often. And she, if you know my mom, Rosemary, you know that she is by far the most gracious, kind, gentle um, woman, um, person um, that I know. And, uh, and she's deserving of honor. So mom, I'm so glad that you're here. First time she's been in the room at church here with us for about a year, year and a half. So it's good to have you back in church, mom. And, um, and so anyways, uh, back to my, uh, my horrible siblings because I didn't say enough about, no, I'm just kidding. They just... They were awful, but, um, but moms keep showing up. And I just think when I think about For This City, I think that's really about just keep showing up. It's about the people of God just continuing to be on the front lines of where people's needs and brokenness exist. To, to, to continue to be patient and kind, even maybe when people don't deserve it. Don't ask for it. Well, we just keep extending the love of God um, to this world to be present, to be with, to be connected, to do life with our neighbors, with family, with friends, with our coworkers. You know, from the first page of the Bible, of the New Testament, the word with is so important. In John chapter one, verse one, it says, in the beginning, the word already existed and the word was with God. 
this idea of God, God's in the mix in all of this. And then in verse 14, so this word that was with God, the word became human, talking about Jesus, and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. Jesus moved into the neighborhood. He took up residence with us. And the, the description that John has for this, this God become man in the flesh with us was that he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. That's how, you, that's how Jesus was described. That's how people would see Jesus as he walked on this earth was that he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. The first uh, and last page of Matthew's gospel, um, in Matthew chapter one, verse 23, Matthew writes this, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call his name what? Emmanuel. And that means God with us. From the very beginning of Jesus's time here on earth, he would be described as someone who is with us. God in the flesh, come to be with us. And then in Matthew chapter 28, the last section, the last part of the very last verse of Matthew's gospel, he, wants to, he comes back to this. He wants to remind us this. And Jesus says, teach the new disciples to obey all of my commands and be sure of this. Don't forget this. Bank on this, that I am with you always, even to the end of the age that Jesus is with us. So if you think of one word that describes the whole Bible, you can think of this word, with. That God created us to be with him and for us to be with others. I mean, the whole Bible is, when you, when, when you walk through the waters, I will be with you, God says. You know, and, and even in the sh valley of the shadow of death, David prayed, God, you are with me. See, there's this, this, this narrative of the withness of God and, and, and Jesus embodied this and he calls us to embody this same withness to those that are broken and in need. In John chapter 13, um, Jesus is talking to his disciples and, and we've read this so many times over the last several years because it's just, I think it's probably the most important scripture for the church today. In John chapter 13, Jesus says, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. All of the commands in the Jewish religion, there was over 600 of them. And Jesus, in one, earlier, earlier in, in his teaching, said all of, the, all of the law, all of the prophets, everything that was written beforehand can be narrowed down to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus here says, now I'm gonna take those two commands, I'm gonna give you one new commandment, to love each other at, just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Your love for one another. They will know you. you will, they will identify you, Jesus is saying, as Christ followers, as followers of mine. Jesus is saying this. They will know you. They will identify you as followers of Christ by the way you love. And I... And this is a day of celebration, so I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on this, but I just want you to ask yourself, what are Christians today identified by? So there's, there's, some, there's always room for us to press in and say, how can we love one another more radically? 
and more audaciously. That's why the past four weeks of the community series that we just finished last week was so important is how we love one another matters. How we treat one another matters. So how do we be with those in, in our families and um, in our workplaces, with our bosses, with our children, with the people in our church, in our schools, in our neighborhoods? How do we embody love? How do we become love? How do we do it? How do we like live into this? Do it. <laughs> we don't need a plan. You know, you come to church and sometimes you think, well, I just, what are the three steps to help me become more like Jesus? <laughs> just, just, you know, you're not gonna get that today. You just, you don't need a plan. You certainly don't need a two-year initiative. That helped us kind of move the ball forward, but you don't need that either. You just, you just need to do it. Um, when I was 10 years old, my, uh, I got to go to my grandma's house every week and um, try to learn the piano. And she taught me kind of the old school, you know, you had the book and music theory and, very, and memorized things. And you just you have to do the scales and you have to do, you know, your hands have to be just right. And you, you have to follow, you have to learn, you know, all this stuff. And like, it was really hard. And, uh, and, 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 and so I was doing this and I wasn't really having any fun. Do, so do you think I kept playing the piano after lessons were over? No, of course not. I stopped playing the piano. I didn't pick it up again until I was in college. Now, my sons, they learned completely different. So three of my sons uh, know how to play the piano. I didn't teach them. <laughs> I didn't teach them anything that, that was a, they didn't want to be taught by dad. Does anybody else experience that? Anyway, um, and I remember my sons would just sit at the piano. They would listen to a song that they like, and they would start working it out. Who does that? And I was like, no, no, your hand's supposed to go here and here. And I was going back to my grandma days. And no, and, then we, and this finger's supposed to hit that key, not that key. And they just looked at me, Dad, I'm, just let me play. And they became far better piano players than I would have ever became. And they love it to this day. Why? Because they just played. They didn't try to memorize anything. They didn't try to, it wasn't work for them. It just was something they loved to do. They experimented with it. They tried the new things. They wonder how this sounds. It was a lot more like jazz than like classical piano. You know jazz? Anybody ever seen, been to a good jazz club? Several years ago, I was in New York and I went to a couple jazz clubs and Suzanne and I were like, wow, that's jazz. And it was amazing, this ensemble up there and they were just riffing and playing and, and you'd hear a bad note every once in a while. You're like, I, don't wonder if, I wonder if he intended to do that, but they don't stop and start over and try to figure it out. And they just keep playing. They just keep playing. I think becoming love is a little bit like playing jazz, especially in the church where we just, we, we lay this riff down of just love and this foundation of love and then people with, with different gifts express those gifts of love in different ways and it's just this beautiful ensemble that the world sees, that they hear and they go, I wanna be a part of that group. I wanna be a part of that. I wanna listen to more of that because we're embodying love. We're playing jazz. It's this wonderful, loose, easy, it's not work, I mean, if you're playing jazz, you know it's work. But you know what I'm saying? It's just, just like they make it look so easy. It's just what they do. See, when you see someone that needs something that you have, God might ask you to sacrifice and give that to that person. And when you hit a wrong note, and by the way, you will, you'll say the wrong thing, you'll do the wrong thing, you'll post the wrong thing, and you just go, ah, that's all right, I'm gonna keep playing, I'm gonna keep going back to love. Every time, you don't stop, you just keep playing, you just keep loving. 
Bob tells the, um, Bob Goff tells the story of, of learning how to skydive. And he's this 60 year old guy, decides to learn how to skydive. You wanna know why? Because his son loved to skydive. And so he decided to get lessons to skydive just so he could. On, that, on a Saturday, he was driving his son to the airport and, uh, and, and he says, hey son, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump out of the plane with you today. And he's like, dad, you haven't do, been doing anything. It was a total surprise. Bob says, no, I've been practicing. I've been working this thing out. I, and what, how hard is it to jump out of an airplane? And so, so he did it. And he, and, and he talks about, I mean, what are we willing to do to be with the people that we love? Moms, man, you, are, you sacrifice so much to be with, right? What are we willing to do to be with those that we love? It reminds me of a story when um, my oldest son, Chase, was in his, one of his first bands. It was called Corner Gospel Explosion. And uh, they were doing this fundraiser for Chimps, Inc., Anybody know Chimps, Inc.? It's this sanctuary for apes in Tumalo. Most random thing I can think of for Central Oregon. But anyways, several years ago, I don't even know if they're still in existence. Anyways, they they hired (laughs) Corner Gospel Explosion. I'm pretty sure they hadn't heard them play yet uh, because they were just starting out, and it was so bad. The concert was so bad. I mean, people were only staying there because of the beer. It was not because of the music, um, and it was so bad. And uh, and I and I endured this. And I'm just my son's up there, and he's doing some. He's doing some. He's trying to do some some music. And I'm like, this is this is going horribly. I mean, somebody should tell him this is going horribly. And um, you know what? I kept going. I went to their next concert, and the next one after that. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself because I simply just wanted to be with him. I wanted to enjoy what he enjoys. And if you know Corner Gospel, they actually got really good and, and, um, and played all over Bend and they were great, but not at first and certainly not at Chimps, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> I think about um, a guy in our church, you might know Summerswood Floor. Michael Summers is the owner of Summerswood Floor and he's a, he was on our church council for a couple years and now he's a, he's a community group leader in Redmond and, and he decided to run for the Redmond School Board. And I think elections are actually this coming week for Redmond. And, um, and I was asking him, Michael, why did you decide to do this? It's a lot of work and you got a full-time gig. You got, you know, 20 children. <laughs> he's got not that many, but he's got a lot. And, um, and this is what he wrote to me about why he decided to run for the school board. He said, after hearing about the incredible challenges facing the schools after last year, I knew God was calling me to step up. I asked God for a strategy for school board and he said, I know what the schools need and I've already placed it in you. I just need you to show up and be who I created you to be. That is the essence of God's evangelistic strategy for the world, for God's people just to show up and be who he's created us to be and play a little jazz. Just play a little jazz. Just, you know, we already know how to do this. It's not rocket science. It's, 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 it, it's natural. It's being human. Becoming love is being fully human. It's just, it's looking for opportunities to care for someone that we meet on the street. It's, it's, it's looking for people that are broken in the office and that we work in and just making sure, hey, are you okay? Is there anything I can do for you? And, and when you go to school, it's loving on the teachers or the fellow students. It's, it's being awake to the reality that there's brokenness all around us and how can, how can I give what God's given me, his love and acceptance and grace and mercy and truth, how can I give this to the people around me? 
It's like playing jazz. Let me tell you another story. Suzanne, my wife, was on her way to work uh, a few weeks back, and, and, um, and she was driving by Farewell Bend Park, just down there by um, Old Mill, and she sees an older gentleman sitting in a wheelchair, and uh, he looks somewhat homeless, and so it crosses her mind as she passes him, maybe I should stop and see if he needs anything. Um, well, she did what all of us would do kept driving to work. You got to get to work, right? <laughs> That's okay. It's going to end up, okay, they're like, where's this going? Um, and so she, she, then she's on her way home from work several hours later. And uh, Joe, uh, this guy's name is Joe, Suzanne um, found out his name. She saw him again. And, uh, and so she decided to turn around. And I'm telling you, this is the only purpose for roundabouts in Bend, Oregon, is so that when God touches you to do something for someone else and you pass them by, don't worry, there's a roundabout coming. And you just, and you just turn around and obey Jesus, okay? Because that's why he has, that's why they, there's no other reason for them to be here. So Jesus is roundabout. So she so turned around and roundabout, went down and parked um, and got out and went up to Joe, asked him his name, obviously, and, and, uh, and she noticed that he was um, bare, bare feet. He didn't have any socks or shoes and that he had several toes missing. Um, she assumed from frostbite or something. And so, um, and so she just simply, she came up to him and she simply, is there, is there anything I can do for you? And at first he's like, why are you talking to me? You know, because nobody does. And, you know, and he had kind of defenses were up. And Suzanne just, is there, really, I, is there something I can do for you? And so Suzanne ends up going to get him lunch, some water, and some socks, and a couple other things that he asked for. And she came back and put the socks on his feet. And, um, and that was, I think that was the point that he started hitting on Suzanne. <laughs> True story. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, some woman comes up, good-looking woman in her 50s. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and she's like, put socks on your feet. I'm totally hitting on that girl. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's inappropriate. Um, <laughs> and so, so, so she says, she says, Joe, is there, she, Joe, I'm married, you know, so sorry, I'm married. And, uh, is there anything, is there anything else I can do for you? And Joe just said, well, do you have a minute just to sit and talk for a little bit? And so Suzanne did. And that's jazz. I mean, it's just being available. Being, and it's just ready to respond when you get that small little voice that says, I should do something. I should respond to a need that I see and just simply love. Just simply love. You don't have to know, you don't, you don't even have to know the Bible all that well to do what I'm talking about. To do what Jesus talked about. You don't have to be ready to explain the four spiritual laws from the book of Romans. You don't, have to be able, you don't have to be ready to explain the gospel narrative from Genesis through Revelation. You don't need any of that. Next week, I'm gonna talk about what, what do we do when that opportunity does come to talk, to actually share about our faith. I'm gonna talk about that next week, but it all starts with this foundation that God wants us to lay of just love. Just love. We know how to do this. We are doing it. Becoming love is to be fully human, made in God's image, and to see others made in his image. Well, let me finish up. My, um, um, my wife reads my messages every time I speak, so all of you can be thankful for that. 
because I say things that I, uh, otherwise I'd say things that, sh- that I shouldn't say, like I did earlier, because <laughs> it wasn't in my notes, so she didn't get, catch it. Um, but um, but when, she works, when she works through my message, she gives me some ideas for different illustrations, different stories, whatnot, and she gave me one, um, and, uh, and she added this illustration I wanna finish with, and I actually, I actually can't believe I'm going to use it, so here it goes. Um, there's this scene in Little Women, so sorry <laughs> supposedly I guess I've never watched this show the movie is it a movie is it a show I don't even know but there's some little women in it um, but there's a scene um, where the mom of the girls decides that she wants to make this amazing Christmas breakfast for her girls and so she, they're all excited about having this moment around the table sharing in this Christmas breakfast and, and, uh, and the mom she, she sees this family in need great need. They have, they have nothing to eat on Christmas Day, and so she proposes to the little women to load up. Let's load up all our, the meal, everything that we've prepared to share together, and let's go, do, let's go share it with this family, and we all have this Christmas breakfast together. At first, the girls are a little disappointed, right, because this is our day. This is what we, we had planned this, but then they do that, and as Suzanne told me, there was so, you can just feel the joy that these, that these women experience as they share with someone in need. See, we can do this. We can do this. It's not hard. We can do crazy things like jumping out of airplanes or, or, or going out to be on the school board just to simply be with our city. We can, we can love bad concerts and love bad people. We can extend our hearts, open up our hearts to the brokenness all around us. We can share with, with those that have something that, that needs something that we have. We can share with those people. We're like most moms in the room and listening today. We can just keep showing up. Even when people may not deserve it or want it or give thanks for it, we can become love. Let's pray. Jesus, would you help us? to not make this more complicated than it needs to be. Help us to see ourselves as part of a family, a community, an ensemble of other like-minded men and women of faith who want to express your love in new and fresh ways in our lives, in our neighborhoods, in our places of work. Help us to embody, Jesus, your life and your love to our world. Help us to have eyes to see the needs around us. Help us to simply reach out in love in simple, easy ways, not complicated ways. Help us, Jesus, to to have eyes to see what you're doing in our world today and to say yes to it. I want to be a part of what you're, be, you're, you're a part of, Jesus. I want, to, I want to extend my life and my love that you've given into me and to other people. Help us to do that as a community, Jesus. Help us to love like jazz. And we'll give you all the credit for, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to invite those of you that maybe you've never asked Jesus into your life. Maybe you're not, you wouldn't qualify yourself as a follower of Jesus, but you'd like to become a follower of Jesus. I, want you, I just simply would invite you to just ask him into your life. 
Say, Jesus, come into my life. You can do that today, whether you're here or online. You can just simply say, Jesus, come into my life. I wanna follow you, forgive me, help me to to live into your love. And you can do that today, and I hope you will make that decision. Also, there are prayer teams available, both here and online, um, that would love to pray with you with any need that you have. And I hope that today, um, this Mother's Day, is a great day for you. God bless you. We'll see you next week.